there's never been a better time to be a direct-to-consumer business. Join us as we uncover the strategies and scaling secrets of the world's most disruptive brands and agencies. This is DTC by Pilot House. Hello and welcome to All Killer No Filler. It is Friday. I'm Eric Dick here with co-host Kyle Guilfoyle. And you may notice we are a few members short today. Normally, we use Fridays, All Killer No Filler, as an opportunity to round back with the Pilot House team and talk about what's working. But as you might imagine, on Friday, Black Friday, uh, Black Friday, Cyber Monday weekend, the team is just slammed uh, and probably just hitting refresh a lot at this point. Um, I would say, you know, just as a quick update, you know, things are going extremely well this Black Friday, Cyber Monday. The team has been incredibly well prepared. Uh, and next week, we're going to give uh, a, a bit more of a breakdown of the things that really worked uh, with the team. We'll be back with them. But today, Kyle and I thought, why don't we just get together and talk a little bit about D2C and talk about this business that we're building um, and, and what's really worked well for that. So we usually start with a value rocket and we're going to get into a bit more of a chronological story. But do you, do you have a value? Just to put you on the spot, KG, I know you're, you're constantly uh, you know, filled with, with value rockets. Uh, do you have one right off the top for this one? Um, let me see here. Well, so so really what we're building a, a content business. Um, and I think that I think the biggest aha for me that comes at the top of my my mind is, you know, a lot of people, I think, are afraid of content because of how how much work it is. And um, I think that what we're starting to get close to is is a real content machine where it's not so painful to create the content. You know, I think early on when it was just you and I, like those those Mondays and Tuesdays before we were sending out the newsletter, they, they were a grind. We were, you know, we were just like, we were like tethered to the to the, to the keyboard. Um, call those and now we're at a, states, Monday, Tuesday, yeah, fugue, fugue states, where you literally just go unconscious and just start typing the newsletter. Totally. And, and I think what's so cool about um, how we've developed is when you develop content, you really tune into your unique abilities, I think. And, you know, for you, you're, you're, you're an amazing speaker, right? And, and, and I sort of feed off that as well. And, you know, so we're really focusing on the podcast and we have uh, other people to support us in mining uh, the value rockets and the content out of that content. Um, and then it, it just, we're just kind of creating a virtuous cycle. So I think that, um, and I think that a newsletter is a really great way to, to do that. So awesome. I would say that that's the first thing that comes to mind for me. How about you? What would you say? Well, that's good. Let's, let's, let's just use that as a, as a starting off point to talk a little bit about like how and why I think that's really what we want this podcast to be. We'll keep it short, but we just want to talk a little bit about how we've gone about building what we've built. So to give you an idea of what we've built, uh, D2C is a newsletter. It's, it's still a part of pilot house, which is the agency. Um, and we're going to talk a little bit about how that all came about, but what's really cool is it's going to become its own thing. It's very close to becoming its own thing. And our big like brag thing that we'll talk, we're not going to get in, in depth on how much money we're making and all that. But the crazy thing is we're pretty much, we're close to break even, you know, four, five months in now, uh, which is which is pretty crazy. If we stopped spending money to acquire new users to keep growing the list, we'd actually be sort of profitable kind of going forward right now if we could continue to bring on advertisers. So that's our, our big flex right now is, is four months into this thing. And we built what we think is going to be a really sustainable, high growth business 
um, that is has also benefited Pilot House a massive amount. So to me, that's that's the big thing that, that we're talking about. And, and so if we back up a little bit um, and, and talk about how this came to be, I, you know, I talk about this all the time. Kyle, Kyle hears, hears me talk about it when um, we're doing interviews or, or, you know, or things like that. But, but really how this, this happened was, you know, I, I started another business called iStack Training in 2017. It became a, um, a, a really great source for entrepreneurs, grassroots entrepreneurs who wanted to build businesses to, to learn about ad techniques, to learn about CRO and marketing things. I brought together, you know, this great selection of, of external people um, to, to teach at these events that I was putting on to, to build these courses. And what it did is it really built this incredible grassroots network of entrepreneurs. And it gave me the taste for like what it's like to be around these people, what it's like to build a community in and among these people. Ultimately, that business didn't work. It ended up, I ended up having, I was traveling. I was just thinking about today how different my life is now, uh, you know, being stuck at home here for, for the past nine months in a way. When the previous two years, I was literally traveling, you know, Barcelona, Bangkok, Berlin, Las Vegas, San Diego, putting on these events. And it was amazing. I was meeting all these people. It was so fun, but it really kind of wore me out. I've got a, I've got a young child, a family here. So all that travel wasn't a great fit. But what was really crazy about iStack is I actually built that business while renting office space from Pilot House. Now, you probably heard me say this before, um, but, but that was what was so cool. That agency was five employees at the time, maybe even less, maybe two they just started doubling, bringing on bigger and bigger clients. And they saw what I was building and they, they recognized there was value in that. Um, but when that ended up closing shop, uh, there ended up being an opportunity to jump in with Pilot House. They, you know, we had these conversations where they're like, you know, we're not going to give you equity in the, in the, uh, in the agency because you haven't been a part of that. But what we're down to discuss is how we can build something together on top of it uh, that can uh, create equity for you. So basically, I jumped uh, jumped on board with Pilot House. We were going to create um, uh, courses. We were going to create right off the bat. We we're going to create these big courses on how to do all the media buying that we do. Um, but this was right when Corona started, and so we sort of took a step back and realized, okay, let's stick with what you know what I know, which is like let's start doing interviews. Let's start doing podcasts. The podcast was born, um, and then very quickly we started to see that even though it wasn't generating a lot of you know a huge amount of growth. Uh, you know, for the podcast, it, it was bringing on the right ears, the right eyeballs uh, of clients that wanted to work with Pilot House. So we knew that we had something there. We knew that what was really cool is we could start building a business inside of Pilot House and provide enough value for Pilot House that it still made sense to, to, to help help grow us. Um, and around that time, once we realized we had something on board, we're like, okay, how do we take this content that we're producing? And really, as Kyle said earlier, like, how do we turn it into a virtuous cycle? And Jeff, uh, who, who wasn't able to join us today, uh, basically said, well, let's start, let's start building a newsletter. Let's start taking the content that, that we know lives in these podcasts that people really like when they, when they listen to it. But, but there's something about an hour-long podcast that intimidates people, I think, sometimes. And so being able to have all the valuable points laid out in, in a newsletter became an, an obvious thing to do. Uh, that's when we brought KG on. Uh, and, uh, it was funny. I actually stole, I, we, we, I brought him on early, uh, just cause I knew him and knew he'd be a, a great asset to the company. We brought him on as a media buyer on the pilot house side at first. Um, but then it quickly became apparent that he had a very unique skill set for what we were trying to build on the content side. And we stole him back. Uh, what was like, what was it like for you entering the company as a media buyer? Was that, was that like, a, a, I imagine it's been a good part of your experience. Yeah, it was, it was awesome because, uh, before, before that, I, um, my experience, buying ads was was for my own uh my own business and um and i had varying degrees of success with it uh, i actually attribute like most of our customers to to running ads um but then 
coming into an agency and seeing it at like full throttle uh, was was pretty eye opening. And um, and to just be totally immersed in it in a while and see how it's done at a high level was was super valuable. And I I think um and and you know we that's that's part of the now it's part of how we develop content, right? Like we see what we see what they're doing inside. And I think that that's, you know, early on, that's what we were talking about. That's what people want. They want to, they want to look under the hood and, um, and see how it's done at a really, really hyper, you know, hyper speed kind of level. And so that's, that's why this makes a lot of sense, I think. And I think just in terms of, of just making, you know, being, you being a reporter, which is what you kind of, in the early days, it really, you were sort of like, uh, trying to skim all the content that you could from that. I think starting as a media buyer just gave you the personal relationships and just the just a bit more of the bearings on how things are done to be able to pull out that information more seamlessly, um, which is kind of what we did. So we we basically so we have this we have this newsletter. I basically um, you know recapitulated my audience from iStack training, which was this big audience of of sort of hustlers and people that have built these these amazing businesses and and affiliates and entrepreneurs and all these things. But what was really crazy about what we realized we were onto very early on is we basically just made some ads. We, we made one ad. We started with one ad. Uh, we got our designer, um, Robin, who built us our amazing brand. He did. He actually built our logo live like while we were on a call with him in about 10 minutes, like he does with all of his best designs. Uh, and he created some treatments for the logo that just had the logo in bright colors and different settings. It wasn't related to e-commerce at all. It was just bright, eye-catching things. We wrote one ad where it was a slideshow on Instagram where we were you know, putting different reasons you want to sign up for us on each of those slides. We threw it up there and we started getting leads for very, very cheap. We started getting people who were interested. And I thought, okay, I've, I've run enough lead, lead generation on Facebook to know, okay, we got to check this quality. We got to make sure that we're getting high quality people onto the list. And what we realized very clearly is that by naming something D to C at the beginning of uh, you know, these COVID times where not only everyone from the grassroots wanted to talk about D2C, but everyone from Unilever, everyone from Bausch and Loam, everyone from Revlon, all these huge, huge companies that we saw were signing up to our newsletter, they knew that they had to accelerate their D2C plans, you know, 10 years. And so we realized early on, okay, we're onto something here. We're, we're generating, not only are these marketers um, and, and startups, but these are also the huge corporations that are also turning to us uh, for these direct marketing tips that, that we were able to find. So we were like, okay, we got something here. So then we started buying leads and, and really a huge percentage of our growth. We put in a lot of the organic stuff that's necessary, the referral programs, um, the, you know, we've been flexing our own personal networks, all those things, but, but really our growth has come from, from ad buying, which has been a really cool thing. And we started, yeah, Kyle was managing it to start. Um, and, uh, and we kind of have since moved on to pilot house is actually helping manage the, the ads at this point. Any, any insights on the ad side of things? Um, well, I'd actually like to kind of take a step back because I, I think that, um, I, I do think that one of the biggest wins of, of this newsletter is, is the quality of the audience, like you were alluding to. And I'm, I'm curious what your perspective is on, on why that is like, how, like, it's just, you know, every, every person we've jumped on a call with for our DTC plus home run chats, um, the, the, the responses to our emails we get, uh, the, you know, the high frequency, uh, caliber of brands that are on our list. Like it's, it's all really high. And I, I just wonder from your perspective, what, 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 why do you think that is? It's, it's a good, first of all, like I would, I'll, I'll, I'll one step back further to, to ISAC training. And, and it, there was, I knew I wanted to be in this space because being around people, you know, that were on this high frequency to me, there's something really special about people who are not taking life 
the way it is served to them you know, mm. in a lot of ways. I think the way life is served to you, it's like, you know, you get a job, maybe you get a job in the government or you, you know, you, you, you work at a corporation or whatever, like the way life is served to you, I think we're seeing increasingly uh, doesn't work for people as well. So those that are able to take that situation and, and then take it into their own hands and actually become a, an entrepreneur and actually create um, value for other people through their customers, being around these people became intoxicating. And so, so to start with, like, that's why I knew I really wanted to kind of stay in this space was to, and, and that's why I can't wait for a point where we can get together in the same places, because I know what kind of magic happens. There. I was just talking with someone about backstage at these events I used to run, like the, the deals that I would see being put to play, you know, put in place. Uh, and then, you know, it, it was just, it was pretty, pretty mind blowing stuff. And, uh, and so in terms of our list, it's, it's hard to say. I think it's just, I just think there are so many high quality brands out there. Um, there's so there's, I think the barriers to entry for this kind of thing are so, are, are, are so much lower than they've been uh, that I think we just, we just hit the right people. I think Facebook is the biggest reason. I think Facebook is the biggest, Facebook and Instagram are the biggest reason because we had really good targeting parameters. We were able to really just zone in. We did a lot of audience testing. We, we you know, we, we did a lot of, uh, you know, lookalike creation in the beginning, we tested a ton of different interests. Um, and I think we were able to like really just profile our audience member really well uh, until we could allow the, the better signals like clicks on our emails um, and purchases of our courses and things like that. Th those are really helping drive the audience forward. But to me, it's just Facebook, you know, like that, that's really where the power came from. It's funny, like you, you, I, I look back on things like, I don't know if, any, if anyone remembers this, but like Cambridge Analytica, this whole Cambridge Analytica thing going where people were talking about this nefarious guy, Alexander Nix, who I interviewed on stage one time in Bangkok, actually. Uh, Alexander Nix was running this company called Cambridge Analytica, and they had got all this data from all these nefarious means, and they were using that data to change elections around the world. They were using that data to persuade people to vote for Trump or to persuade people to Brexit or, or things like that. But just recently, just in the past three months, a big news story came out that said, hey, we looked at Cambridge Analytica, we looked at Alexander Nix, and really, that whole situation was like a red herring. Like his, all of the, the nefarious things that he was bringing to the table were actually just good audience targeting that Facebook provides. So the real moral of that story for me is just like, don't underestimate how powerful Facebook is uh, when it comes to finding your right audience, whether you're doing B2B or B2C or whatever, or trying to change elections in the third world or whatever. Uh, you know, the, the Facebook is, is pretty all powerful. Totally. And we, uh, we saw we saw pretty good. I don't want that. Like, there's, I don't, I'm trying to find that what, what's valuable here. We actually saw pretty good results pretty early on, and um, and I think that we started we started seeing challenges in our ads when we couldn't focus on them as much because the content, the, the demands, the content were just so great. Um, but I yeah. So you you asked me a little while ago, like if if I had any ad insights, and I mean, um, I I think I mean. I don't know. It's nothing too crazy outside of the box, but we just, we, we tested a lot of audiences. We had some great customer data already. Um, and, uh, and I ultimately, I think it's just strong copy. I mean, that's, I mean, I'm, I'm a copywriter at heart. So I think that you and I, and, and of course the pilot house team, uh, just wrote some really strong copy that a lot of it was quite, uh, personal too. It was just, um, to the, you know, to the point. And um, we used the things and, in the podcast as well. We used, it's true, you know, all these things that we actually mm -hmm. talked about. That's the, and, and th this to me is the underlying point of everything that we're doing here in a lot of ways. And what I did at ISAC training as well is this opportunity to connect with all these people in this ongoing way is just such an incredible learning experience. 
Uh, you know, we're becoming better marketers all the time by the conversations we're happening, having and the, the customers that we're bringing on, all of these things. The one thing that's really crazy about our ads that I'll say is it really is like a couple ads that have done all of this. And, and, and you know, when we find things that work, we're doubling down on them and trying to find other angles in. We're trying creatives around there. Um, you know, our holy grail creative, for instance, you know, if you're if you're in a market, like try that word, holy grail, you know. That, that, that's one that's worked really well as well beyond some of the, the striking visual things that we've brought to the table. Um, but yeah, I think, I think the other thing would be about the landing page. Like we just created a really sim dead simple landing page. Again, we haven't changed that once yet. There's still probably tweaks that we could make there to improve that. Um, but, I, but I think, uh, you know, just creating a really dead simple landing page was, was a big part of that as well. Uh, Eric, I'm curious, would you, would you agree that uh, generally speaking, things have worked the best for us the more simple we keep them and the the less we use like g whiz tactics would you agree with that yeah i think so for sure and i and i think this is this will be an ongoing thing that we're finding um yeah we're like and, and i think the more that we're transparent it's so funny it's it's you know we were talking about what we're going to be talking about on this podcast what we're able to share um to to me yeah that the times where we're transparent the times where you know that we in our first course we let people on uh, the, the, the course, you know, 15 minutes early while we just bullshitted about whatever we were talking about, trying to yeah. figure out the presentation. And we realized people were on there with us and they loved it. They both became customers, uh, you know, just because they, they love that, that sort of inside access to what people are building. So I, I go back to what we learned from um, midday squares about building in public and how important that is. And I think it's something we need to continue to improve on. Like we're still not building in public as much as we could be. And I think there's probably more value to be honed there. I totally agree. I think, um, you know, I always, I, there's just so many people in the space who it's just like, it's either me to marketing or it's like, Hey, look at me marketing. And I think that the more we can just, you know, I, yes, like you said, be transparent and, and a little and, and vulnerable, I guess. Um, and just kind of show it how it is like a lot of this stuff as, and especially as we build in public, we're seeing it with the membership site. It's not perfect right off the bat. And, you know, but um, but we we're gonna we're gonna put it out there because the best feedback we can get isn't isn't from us. It's not from our heads. It's from you know our our subscribers and and our fans and our you know our, our members. So um, and speaking so, yeah. about our velocity too, right? Like I think that's the other big thing that we've done. I think it would have been easy. Like literally, we had twenty listens, you know, to our first couple of podcasts, or ten listens, or a dozen, or you know, if we were just looking at those vanity metrics. Like it would have been easy to get dis discouraged in those easy days, but, but, but we sort of knew, Hey, right away from those first 20 listens, we got a you know, a potential client or something like that. So we did have those other signals that were really important. But the thing is, we've just been re literally relentless. Like I've, I've had some friends of mine who uh, are in this similar space. They run agencies and they're, they're building their content games as well. And it's hard work. Like, and, th and this is something I really give pilot house credit for, for doing is really investing in this. Like, um, really investing in this team, investing in me, you know, allowing me to build out this team with, with great people. Um, and, and if you're just going to pick away at it, if you're going to do a podcast every now and then, or you're going to you're going to put something out there, it's it's not it's not going to work as well as if you're able to be, especially if you're able to hire someone, bring someone in whose dedicated job it is to start having these conversations. Yeah, I, I totally agree. And um, you know, it's really. I think it was Roger Figueredo, Figueredo, who Figueredo. We Figueredo. Uh, he, he recently uh, put a tweet out there, which, which we shared that, uh, that marketing is really, it's, it's about sustained pressure over time. Uh, it's not, you know, 
like it's not about these blitzkrieg uh you know campaigns it's about really just um you know being that that woodpecker who you know who who just pecks and pecks and pecks in the same spot and he uh, i think this is like a seth godin uh quote where you can either be the woodpecker who pecks in one spot and gets dinner or you can peck all over the place and get absolutely nothing um and and i think that's that's really you know that's what we're doing it's that sustained pressure one simple weekly newsletter that's really good and a podcast on an ongoing basis and you know the rest kind of the rest kind of falls from from those uh those branches i like it and i think i think our dynamic where you know you're 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 pushing us forward in different ways but also helping us keep it keep it simple in some ways you know my connections we don't we don't need to go into too much of a, of a love fest here but it's been really great work with you i gotta say Likewise. Um, and i think back like just back as a, you know, something else to bring up, like with Pilot House, one of the things that we, that Pilot House does really well with clients is build out content. We build out content front ends um, to engage people that end up, you know, filtering them into purchases essentially. And, and so when we started to make, you know, this content brand for Pilot House, we didn't even realize we were doing it, honestly. We just wanted to start having great conversations, but we realized, you know, as the pipeline filled up on the Pilot House side, uh, and as we've found our own feet on, on this side as well, like, uh, it's, you know, it really, we've really built a third party brand for pilot house in a lot of ways. And so it's like, if you're out there and if you've got a brand, if you've got an agency and we know it's pretty much brand and agency owners, like that idea of creating a content brand that runs parallel to what you're doing, um, is, is amazing. Like, you know, it, it, even, even with D2C, we're always talking about like, can we talk to other agency owners? And we really can, like, we can, we can have anyone in our ecosystem because ultimately, you know, the, the idea is the, the way I've, I've always put it is like pilot house is throwing a party. D2C is that party. Uh, and so, and we invite everyone to our parties. We want everyone to come have fun at our parties, but we just know that there's going to be a lot of people that want to know who the host is. Like they may like, they may love all the fancy guests that they get to meet or whatever, but ultimately they're going to want to know who the host is. Uh, and, and that way we don't have to be too overt with what we're doing. We just have to keep putting out high quality stuff, bring high quality conversations to the table and, and not even focus on that. And then, you know, and it'll, it'll just happen because we're, we're not being salesy. We're not, we're not putting it front and center. So that's what I'd recommend to people. Yeah. It's a great analogy. And, um, and yeah, it's, uh, it's really, it really is that a kind of a three-legged stool, you know, it's, uh, you know, it's a, it's a business development pipeline. It's, uh, it's, um, it's a product in and of itself that you can monetize and, uh, and, uh, we get to connect with, with wonderful people. Um, now I think, I think to, to wrap up, I mean, we could probably go on forever, but, um, uh, it's been a lot of like how it's great and this and that, I think, I think it'd be really good to, before we, you know, sign off, like what's, what's been the biggest, the biggest challenge? What's, what's, yeah, I'm, I'm curious what the biggest challenge has been from you know, your standpoint. The biggest challenge is just like, the, the biggest challenge is just that it's an always an ongoing challenge. It's like every single day we're getting together and being like, you know, we, we, we'll take a break in the evening. Usually we'll do a little work in the evening as well, but we get, we meet every day at nine 30 and we're like, what's the challenge today? And, and it's sort of like, making sure that we're focused on the right things, making sure that we are taking that time every, you know, all the time to do our, two, and I think we have to do it more. Like we're doing, we, I think this week we only did one or two, two hour powwows, like, and we need to be doing that more uh, because the, the challenge is just, uh, we, we were saying this earlier in our meeting, it's just that it is the content grind in a lot of ways and we're getting better and better at it, at elevating from it and, and creating systems that make it easier. But it's that week in week out notion. That's like, you know, we, we know we have, you know, 15,000 people waiting for uh, a high quality piece of content uh, every week. 
and, and then that's on us to sign off on uh, either create or sign off on every single week. So that's a pretty big challenge. What about you? Um, I, I totally agree with that. It's, it's striking that balance between, um, you know, sustained pressure on ourselves and, and being, you know, being on that proverbial content hamster wheel and, um, and building a flywheel system that can at some point work, you know, work without us constantly putting that pressure on ourselves. And so, um, and, but I, I think that like, it's par for the course in the early days is it's, it's, that's what you got to do. You got to put in that, you know, that elbow grease right now. And, you know, as we go, we're, we're, we're establishing the, the voice and tone of our newsletter. Um, we're establishing some systems as we go along, we're going to build, you know, standard operating procedures. And, um, and really it's about, um, it's, yeah, it's about building that content machine so that someday we should maybe figure out when that day is, uh, we, um, yeah, we're not, we're not, it's not so much cause it, I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Sometimes I am. It's, it's really hard. It's really hard. Um, it's really hard. Uh, just to always, yeah, always have that, like that pressure. So, so yeah, that's, that's, it's definitely, definitely a challenge, but I, oh. you know, I, I mean, it does get easier. Yeah, I think so. And I think, and it's very cool to be able to see it getting easier, you know, as we, we've just brought on Sadie, I think maybe the next team podcast we'll do, we'll bring Sadie on. She's yeah. uh, she just started this week, but she's been writing for us for a while now. And, 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 and we've got some other uh, interesting uh, irons in the fire in that regard. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're listening to this podcast and you're, and you're a writer and you, you want to be involved in what we're doing, uh, send us a note, send us a note at Kyle nice. at direct consumer.co Eric at direct consumer.co. Uh, we'd love to hear from you because we know yes. that there are so many creative people out there. I love that, you know, if you're an ad buyer, you probably have a pretty full stack set of skills uh, when it comes to writing and communicating specifically. So we're always interested in hearing from people that, that want to be a part of what we're doing, want to uh, join this conversation. Uh, you can join us, uh, you know, as a, as a freelance writer. We're also potentially looking at hiring writers. And then beyond that, like one of the things that, you know, we, we this week we did a bunch of interviews for D2C Plus. If you are interested in D2C Plus, go to D2C Plus.co right now. Uh, and if you if you want to, you'll sign up for a call in that onboarding flow where we really discuss, you know, what you, you want out of your ultimate D2C community. Uh, you know, what what are the ways we can make this? It's called a home run chat. We say, how you know, what, what are ways we can make this a home run for you? And I love them because we're just learning so much about the people in our community. And it's really dawning on me, this idea of virtuous cycles where we're trying to build a community where we don't have to create all the content. We want to bring people together uh, where we know that they're going to want to share and, and, and what they share is going to provide value for everyone else. So that's the big goal with D2C Plus, I think, is to create this incredible sort of inertia um, where, where we're able to bring together these really high-end, high-intent individuals who are all working on similar things and then watch that community really flourish with each other. And, and so we're, tr- we're constantly trying to find ways to, um, to make that go. Totally. Yeah, nice. All right, well, I awesome. think that does us for our half an hour all killer, no filler chat today. Um, as always, reach out to us if you have any questions, if you wanna come on the podcast, if you wanna join D2C Plus, if you wanna advertise on, the, uh, on our newsletter, which we right now have one spot, we think that might be gone soon um for the next two months but uh but we'd love to have you on or to discuss that and uh again kyle thanks for all your hard work thanks for everything uh this is a lot of fun thank you yeah it's uh it's an it's a real privilege the other bit of inside information you can get about kyle and i is usually we didn't do it this week but at least once a week we are going into the ocean in the middle of winter just to prove that we can do something hard Uh, in canada 
in Canada, even this is not California. We're talking about we're in Canada. So uh, next time, you know, maybe next time we'll tell you when our cold dip is and we can do like a giant global cold dip. You know, if you're in a cold place as well, you can also go do a cold dip, but it's great for the constitution. I agree. We could live stream it. Oh, that's a good idea. We'll, we'll build in the open in our bathing suits. Once I get a little fitter. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on the all killer. No filler podcast. We'll be back next week with a full recap of black Friday, cyber Monday with some of the heavy hitters from pilot house. Uh, cheers. Cheers.